This episode of Priority One Podcast is brought to you by our Patreon supporter, Mizugai. We thank him and all our other patrons for their monthly support. Command codes verified. Priority One message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Greetings, Admirals. You're listening to episode 244 of Priority One Podcast, the premier Star Trek online podcast, recorded live on Thursday, October 15th, 2015, and available for download and streaming on Monday, October 19th at PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Mark. And I'm Kenna. And in the recording studio is our audio engineer, Winters. Hello! Kenna, what's coming up in this week's episode? Well, Mark, this week we are trekking out a brand new Star Trek fan fiction competition, so get your pads out. In Star Trek Online news, we've got the details on the launch date for Season 11, some news about the 50-60 to leveling curve, and the first in the new post-war era blog series. We've also got details on how you, our listeners, can be part of a new series here on Priority One. And as always, before we wrap things up, we'll open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Speaking of hailing frequencies, it's great to receive all your messages, so chat with us live during our live stream on Thursday nights at PriorityOnePodcast.com forward slash live or answer our community questions. You can comment on our website, PriorityOnePodcast.com, join the discussion on our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash PriorityOne or follow us on Twitter at STO Priority One. Did you know that this podcast isn't all we've been up to? Be sure to keep your eye on PriorityOnePodcast.com for the latest in Trek-themed news and reviews and Star Trek Online videos made specially by our team. Thanks again to all our Patreon supporters, old and new, that make this show possible from week to week. Because of your support, the servers stay on, the power keeps flowing, and the team keeps producing. Help us improve the show by considering a financial contribution via our Patreon page at Patreon.com forward slash Priority One. And now, let's find out more about that new Star Trek fanfiction contest. I don't know. Then let's Trek it out. Are you an aspiring Trek writer? Got the perfect untold story of Kirk, Spock, Jamie, Archer, Sisko, the Borg, the Enterprise? Well, look no further. In part of the 50th anniversary celebrations of Star Trek, Simon and Schuster are bringing back Star Trek Strange New Worlds fanfiction writing contest. The original contest was a year collection of short stories published between 1998 and 2007 with amateur writers work chosen from an open submission process. In this new 2016 contest, they'll choose 10 grand prize winners to have their work published in print and ebook as part of an all new and an official anthology from Simon & Schuster. Two first prize winners will receive a free self-publishing package from Archway Publishing. There's a deadline of January 15th, 2016, but will only be open to US residents who are above 18 years of age. Winners will be announced on March 31st by a yet-to-be-named panel. To make the 2016 Star Trek Strange New Worlds a fully fan-created project, fans will soon be asked to submit their artwork for cover consideration also. 
Just to give you an idea, here are some of the rules, which we of course link in our show notes. Best to give them a full read through and stick to them strictly to get your story out there. The submission must be an original story based on the established Star Trek universe and or characters for the television series or motion pictures, which includes all live action TV shows, so not the animated series, and all movies up until the reboot, so Star Trek from 2009 and Star Trek Into Darkness. Entries should be a minimum of 7,500 words and a maximum of 10,000 words and must not have been previously published or entered into any other contest or won any other awards. There are some story disqualifications which we'll give a brief overview just now, but like we said, check the rules in full if this is something that interests you. So any story focusing on the pictures um, Star Trek 2009 or Darkness or the animated series will instantly be disqualified. Any story that focuses on characters that are not past or present Star Trek guest characters, stories that deal with previously unestablished death of a Star Trek character, or that establish major facts about or make major changes in the life of a major character, for instance, a story that establishes a long lost sibling or reveals a hidden past of two characters' feelings for each other. Stories that are based around common cliches, such as hurt and comfort, where a character is injured and lovingly cared for, or Mary Sue stories where a new character comes on the ship and outdoes the crew. If anyone out there is thinking about submitting, best of luck to you and an air high five from us all if you manage to sneak in priority one in there somewhere. So, have you discovered something that you think the rest of our listeners would enjoy hearing about? A new advancement in science or tech that you would like us to cover? Then send it over to us via incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Now, let's find out what happened this week in Star Trek Online. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. After months of speculation, we've finally had a confirmed date for the launch of Season 11. I'm pretty sure I called it, but that is not the point. The point is that it's finally coming, and Tuesday, October 27th, is the big day. That little nugget was dropped in a blog post this week detailing something else that players have been asking for for a while. With the Season 11 update, we'll also be seeing a drop in the minimum level requirements for both the Delta Quadrant story arc and the Iconian War story arc. Going forward, the Delta Quadrant episodes will require ranks 50 to 56, and the Iconian War episodes will be between 56 and 59. There will also be changes to the Kobali Prime Adventure Zone, which will now be able to have different effective fighting levels in different map areas. For instance, players fighting in the trenches will be adjusted to level 52, while players in the Vodwar base area will be adjusted to level 54. Now this is a major system change for Adventure Zones, which were previously restricted to having one effective level per map. No word yet on whether other Adventure Zones, like the Dyson Sphere, will have a similar change implemented. It's hoped that these changes will make the leveling curve more smooth for captains playing through the story missions, effectively enabling them to get to level 60 with less grinding than was previously required. And finally, I should mention that the changes to the level requirements will not affect rewards from the affected missions, and all missions prior to the Delta Quadrant arc will remain unchanged. Now, this change has been a long time coming, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. It's nice to have things smoothed out, but I do think of it the Kobali Adventuring, it may get a little confusing. I know it is for me reading it. I think I'll need to get in there and experience it to fully understand it and what bits are where and what level I'm going to be. And does it really matter, though? No, it's just for my own head and OCD. Oh, fair enough. The way that they've built this is that it's actually quite a major change to the way that those adventure zones are structured. I'd be interested to find out exactly what the motivation was for doing it, and how they're going to be using it going forwards. 
whether this applies to space adventure zones as well as ground adventure zones, because maybe this is something that's leading into the Badlands? Possibly. So, we'll see. I'd say that it's probably just because we're going into a new story arc now, and that is going to be the level 60 content, which means that they're able to, you know, there's a lot more content now available in-game compared to when Delta Rising first Mm -hmm. hit. Yep. Yeah. So, they're moving into a new story arc, they're able to rebalance the missions. Yeah. I think that's just simply what it is. Yeah, I don't think there's more to it than that. So that brings us to this week's community question. What will you be doing to prepare for the launch of Season 11? Parking all your alts in a remote outpost? Buying an industrial-sized coffee cup so you can pull an all-nighter? Hosting a launch party for your friends? Let us know by commenting on our website, PriorityOnePodcast.com, with a Facebook or Twitter reply, or by replying to our thread in the STO forums. In a new series of blog posts to come, are we? The post-war era. All is peaceful and calm as we start to rebuild. Oh, wait. It's not. In this first entry by Jadio Ross, who you may remember from our midnight livestream a few weeks back, we come to surmise that the Alliance is not all rosy and together as we would hope. In an effort to rebuild forces across all the powers, the KDF and Starfleet are hunting new deposits of ore. Without giving too much away, it's an interesting read. More Cold War tactics are at play, leading, in the end, to the Federation doing what they must and taking the high road. I love these blogs. I will say that they started off sort of a slow burner for me, and I was a bit like, oh, oh, okay, so it's another blog. But actually, the tales of the war I started to get really into by the end, and I'm glad to see that they're sort of carrying it forward into this in, into season 11. I'm looking forward to it. The only thing that we're missing is one big post with all the links, so you can read it like a story. Oh, that would be quite good. I mean, I quite like the Utopia Planning Show ones just now. So, coming back from Season 11 a little bit, we are excited to announce a new series that we are working on, and we want you, our listeners, to participate. One of the biggest changes in Season 10.5 was the introduction of the Armada system. This was a step change in the way that we think about fleets, and was designed to be a flexible system that would help community groups organize themselves, and assist smaller fleets to grow by encouraging larger fleets to help them. So now we're looking for fleets who have used the Armada system in creative ways and would like to come on the show to talk about it. Maybe you've used the system to create an alliance between different sections of an already existing fleet, or maybe you've used it to bring together diverse groups with a common goal. Whatever it is, we want to hear from you. If you're interested, shoot us an email at incoming at priorityonepodcast.com and tell us about your Armada and what makes it special. We'll be inviting a few fleets to participate in a series of interviews exploring what the community has done with the new system. Look out for those interviews in the coming weeks. The new release notes for this week, released on October the 15th, 2015, cover the Kara Advanced Warbird being back in the ship store and costs the appropriate amount of zen. An issue was resolved causing a crash due to memory leakage. The Dreadnought Cruiser, the T6 Pneumato class, has a couple of updates. The Molecular Cohesion Nullifier console can now be equipped in the ship, fleet windows now appear correctly, resolved an issue where the ship's name wasn't properly appearing on top of the third nacelle. Starfleet Type 5 windows are now available on all Dreadnought cruisers. The Spinal Phaser Lance now fires from the correct point on all Dreadnought cruiser variants. Resolved an issue with the Phaser Lance which made it curve a little too much. 
and made the Venture Saucer underside windows more symmetrical. We still have the current known issues of the R&D daily mission for cannons incorrectly rewarding Argonite gas, and some players are not able to reclaim the Breen Shell Gret and the Dyson Science Destroyer. Again this week, in an effort to bring you some of the news and comments from PWE and Cryptic that aren't officially announced in the blogs, here's the latest comments pulled from the Twitterverse. At Laughing Trendy tweeted, Okay, so the media core has actually gotten a lot bigger than I was expecting with an added phase. Thought it was going to be a two-phase, huh? Thomas Moroni tweeted, I'm fixing things, I swear! Oh my god, did you see the picture? (laughs) (laughs) It was, for those of you who haven't seen it, go and check out his um, Twitter feed, it's pretty funny. He tweeted out a screenshot of one of the Dreadnought cruisers, I think, (laughs) except that like... Like, one of the nacelles was gigantic, and then the saucer section was deedy bitty tiny, and it was just like, it looked like this bizarre, like, uh, I don't know, deformed thing. It was quite funny. So Maria Rosso at Zeronius Rex tweeted, Hey, Stow players, conducting a personal project, interested in how people spend skill points. Help me out. And she's linked to a Google Docs spreadsheet where you can put in some information about how you spend your skill points. The last I checked, the first page was already full and they've moved on to a second one. So get in there while you still can. At Laughing Trendy also tweeted, My dream is real. Alpha and Omega is happening. I did not engineer this. Realsies. Yeah, we believe you, Trendy. Of course we do. It's a fix. <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> I'm not suggesting like this thing about at all. <laughs> Cryptic QA hologram tweeters, Old Badlands beta is almost ready on Tribble. Ooh. Ooh. <sighs> Cannot wait to check that out. Oh, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is definitely going to be fun. And lastly, before we wrap up Star Trek Online news, here are some upcoming events to look forward to. Remember, Admirals, the more Dolph missions we complete up until this Thursday, the 22nd, the higher the tier we will unlock for the bonus XP week, lasting till the 29th, leading us to... The Biggie, Season 11, landing on Tuesday the 27th of October. Following that, we have a Dilithium weekend from the 29th of October to the 2nd of November. The featured episode, Hearts and Minds, is on for Halloween weekend concurrently as well. There's an XP weekend scheduled for the 19th of November and an R&D weekend for the following one, the 26th. As always, these events are subject to change without notice. Be sure to keep an eye on the in-game calendar or keep tuning in to Prior to One Podcast for the latest updates. Well, that wraps up Star Trek Online news this week. Now let's open hailing frequencies and see what's incoming. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. Well, Admirals, we're at that part of the show where we open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Last week's community question was, what do you think of the new Tier 6 Dreadnoughts and will you be picking one up? This week's feedback was provided by PriorityOnePodcast.com. Small Yoda writes, I'm quite pleased at the release of these new Tier 6 Dreadnoughts. The Galaxy X has always been one of my favourite ships in Stowe, so I'm glad to see that it finally gets a Tier 6 variant. It's also great to see the KDF and Romulan factions get a Dreadnought of their own, since we can always use more ships on the Rom and KDF side. I will be picking up the Tier 6 Galaxy X for sure, as well as its fleet variant and possibly one or both of the other Dreadnoughts in the not-too-distant future. 
Lieutenant Dan commented, Hey guys, I couldn't help but notice that you were speculating when Season 11 was being released. I know it's not official, but if you look at the calendar tab of the mission log, October 30th shows a new character and story tease we have not seen before. Season 11, anyone? October 29th is my birthday, so I'm okay with that as a present from Cryptic. Love the show. Yeah, that's actually uh, Hearts and Minds. That's the featured episode that they bring out, what is it, every Friday the 13th and also Halloween? Yeah. Yes, it if there's yeah, ever so, a Friday the 13th within the calendar year, they will always play Hearts and Minds and then also for Halloween. So, in fact, if you look at the calendar just coming up, it's actually twice in November because you get it starts on Halloween and then also again on Friday the 13th of November. So, coming up twice. And yay for an early birthday present for Lieutenant Dan. Oh, yes. Happy early birthday. Sean Newboy writes, So say it all together now. The Admiralty were on the warbird over the Pacific. Great show, everyone. So far, I've only flown the Karas of the Dreads. She's a dream. Someone will end up in it. We also got some last-minute feedback from the STO forums. Mustrum Ridcully Zero writes, The Kara makes me want a Tier 6 Hanom and a Tier 6 Hafe. The Kara sure looks good, but the Hanom and Hafe can also look very good with the new and old parts. And of course, the Hanom as Science Warbird could use an update, and maybe a full upgrade to Science Vessel tweaks. I'd be fine if they ditch subsystem targeting to compensate for singularity powers. Each week, our social media channels are busy with your thoughts, opinions and suggestions for the show. Please keep them coming. Reach out to us on facebook.com forward slash priority one podcast. Follow us on Twitter at STO Priority One or shoot us an email at incoming at priority one podcast.com. Well, that wraps up episode 244 of Priority One Podcast. Before we go, here's a reminder of this week's community question. What will you be doing to prepare for the launch of season 11? Admirals, you know we love hearing from you. Let us know what you think of the show and submit your responses for our community question in the comment section on our website, on our Facebook page, or with a Twitter reply. Be sure to catch our episodes every Monday morning by pointing your podcast catchers to feeds.priorityonepodcast.com and stay in touch with us throughout the week by following our social media websites. Head over to facebook.com forward slash podcast and give us a like. Or check us out on Twitter via at STO Priority One. You can even join the Priority One podcast chat in-game. Just type forward slash channel underscore join space Priority One. Admirals, we want to thank you for your ongoing support of Priority One Podcast. Thanks to our patrons, we've already hit our monthly running costs, and with additional contributions, we can continue to grow the network and bring you more of the content you love. Please consider a financial contribution via our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash priority one. Even if you can't make a financial contribution, sharing this podcast with your friends is a great way to support the show. And don't forget to tune in to Prior to One's Productions Guard Frequency podcast at guardfrequency.com covering the ongoing development of Chris Roberts' upcoming space sim, Star Citizen. If you like this show, then listening to Guard Frequency is the logical choice. The Priority One fleet is recruiting, and there's never been a better time to join. If you're interested, just shoot us an email with your at handle, and we'll be sure to send you an invite. The email is incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. And now you can become part of our Klingon fleet division, Warriors of Priority One. Today is a good day to join. And if you'd like to see more from our fleet, be sure to tune in to the fleet live stream at 8 p.m. Eastern every Saturday night at twitch.tv forward slash priority one. Thanks to the entire team behind Priority One Podcast for their ongoing, dedicated and consistent contributions over the years. 
including our executive producers, Elliot and Elijah, our audio engineer, Michael McDonald, with audio assistance from Brandon Parker, Jake Morgan, Ismaria DePost and James Calvin. Thanks to our graphic artists, Romulan Ale and Jason Smith. And if you enjoy our comics, the creator of our comic series, Jonathan Towery, can be commissioned at Towery Designs. That's T-O-W-R-Y designs.deviantart.com. Thanks to all our bloggers and their managing editor, L. To our Foundry reviewer, Jake Morgan. To our video editor, Jerry Tillman. And to consultant Midnight Shadow 7 of Hollow Sweet Media for supporting the show. Thanks to the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Thanks to our syndication partners, Subspace Radio and Trek Radio. And most importantly, a big thanks to you, the STO community and our listeners, because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible. Red alert. Ready weapons. Engage. We don't think there'll be a new level cap. No, not in the. <laughs> no, I don't think there would be. I was just uh, dropping things, you know, wild speculation and all that. Wild Good speculation hour with Priority One Podcast. <laughs> I will make it a <laughs> thing do, one day. We do keep threatening to do that. We've got to make it happen. In a new series of blogs that come our way, the post-war area, area, yep, area, post-war area, area, yeah. I've been doing lesson planning all day. And guess what I'm covering next week. Ooh, pi r no pi pi r squared. Part of it, but area. Funnily yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah. And this first entry by Jadu Ross, who you may remember from a midnight live stream a few weeks ago, we come to surmise that the alliance is not all rosy. And God, <laughs> headphone fell out again. Done it again. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake! Oh, that is epic. And and. I hate Beats headphones. You know, the funny thing is, is that what what kind of gesticulating are you doing while you're reading this? Nothing. I'm that, perfectly that still. That is making your headphones fall off. I just, I've got like Muppet flail <laughs> like, visualizations going on right now. Kermit the Frog here, bringing you Star Trek Online news. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Oh, that's the next April Fool's episode sorted right there. <laughs> I just realised I'm making the bloopers for that, aren't I? You are indeed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, I'll tell you what, that Muppet flail really hurt my wrist. <laughs> Ow. Right, here we go, here we go. I'm going to tilt my head the other way. Yeah. Oh, God, what I'm... I would give for just a vi- <laughs> some video <laughs> of this now, his oh, head tilted. Yeah, head tilted the other way. In a new series of blog posts to come our way, the post-war area... I did it again, for God's sake. <laughs> Tilt your head the other way. I thought, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do it straight on. In fact, I'll do, I'll do it back the way so I don't see the screen. I'll just do it off the cuff. 
This week, the patch notes for October 15th, 2015, covered the Cara Advance Warburg being... Warburg? Yes, burger. <laughs> the Spinal Phaser Lance. I said it right. Yay, and why did I stop? Oh, God. <laughs> you stopped to congratulate yes, yourself. Yes, I did. Yay. <laughs> High five in the back. Um... Is that like a pronunciation thing? Because you totally said media corpse. Yeah. Core. Okay. Is Pretty much core? everywhere else pronounces it core. Yeah, it's core. I've always known it's corpse. <laughs> no, it's it's correctly core. Okay. It's a silent P. Right. Well, I wasn't sure. That might have been a Scottish thing. I don't know. I think it is. I don't know. Someone in Scottish will probably correct me. Media corpse would be like if it was like a really slow news week. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Was, yeah. The Walking yeah. Dead Star Trek Online Edition. Do you want to try that one again? Yeah, why not? Sean Newboy writes... Sorry, I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> Sean Newboy writes... Thump. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, that was my, that was my wine glass. Because oh. I was putting it down in preparation for the hilarity that will ensue. <laughs> that wine glass seems empty. Oh, God. It's nearly okay. empty. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's okay. we're nearly at the end of the show, it's fine. Ah, right. Sean Newboy writes, so say it all together now. The Admiralty... Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder mm. why I gave this one to Winters. <laughs> mm. I wonder why I picked it out. 